You know that perfect family everyone in town is jealous of, don't you? Of course you do. There is one in every neighborhood. Their house has these family pictures showing how beautiful, how well-balanced, how happy they are, smiling straight to the camera, dressed to the nines. Well, that's my family. My perfect, stunningly gorgeous, amazingly wealthy, reputation-obsessed family. My dad owns several companies worth billions of dollars each. He's been in the top 50 lists in Forbes for years and years. And my mom is a former beauty queen who has been assigned as a director of one of my father's massive companies. You might think that she just sits there and pretends to look busy while others do the real work. But you'd be wrong. She is brilliant and super strict as well, both with her employees and at home. But before we move on, like this video, hit that subscribe button and activate the notification bell. This will let you live 20 amazing years longer. Trust me, it works. Except for when it comes to my older brother, that is. Tobias was their miracle baby. Why? Apparently, mom and dad tried to get pregnant for years and nothing happened. After attempting in vitro insemination and other medical techniques, they completely gave up. The very next month, mom realized she was pregnant. She called it an absolute miracle. Even if the doctors claim it's usual, due to the anxiety levels finally being lowered once the pressure is no longer there. So you better believe that Tobias was a spoiled brat. With him, my mom wasn't strict or demanding at all. Everything he did was great, no matter how much he messed up. He was a little brat, if you ask me. Whenever a teacher had something bad to say about Tobias, mom would huff and reply, I think you might be thinking about another kid because my Tobias would never do anything like that. And if there was a witness to support the accusation, she would brush it off, adding, They have it in for my little boy. You know our family is wealthy. They're just jealous. Pay them no attention. I assure you Toby is perfectly innocent. Oh, and wasn't the school requesting funds for an extension of the library? I could write a check right now, you know. Yeah, she'd write a check every single time Tobias got himself in trouble just to bail him out. It was that simple and that messed up. Three years after their miracle baby was born, I arrived in their home, their only daughter. That was nice, sure, but I was a girl, and they really wanted another boy. Mom thought raising boys was easier. Girls were more emotional and demanding. Now, I'm not going to say my parents hated me or anything of the sort. They were sort of loving in their twisted way. I wasn't denied a thing. I could ask for anything I wanted, but never, ever have money. They thought I would waste it all in an instant, so if I ever wanted something, I had to talk to my mom and she'd have a personal shopper get it for me. I didn't even have lunch money since the school I went to would request payment at the beginning of every month. I think I was allowed to carry some money and I'm only talking about a few bucks, maybe twice in my entire life. No credit cards, of course, though Tobias has three. He was the miracle baby, you see. He deserved it, even if he was a little bitch. To say Tobias was spoiled would be an incredible understatement. No. Tobias was far more than that. He was entitled and cruel and believed everyone underneath his station was garbage. To him, even if I was his sister, I was lower than him. Worse still, my parents seemed to agree. You see, my mom was almost supernaturally beautiful. I told you how she used to be a beauty queen? Well, she won lots and lots of pageants, and all of her trophies were on display in one of our mansion's living rooms. She would have the maids clean and polish them daily. Come here, Vera. She would call me to her side while we stared proudly at the awards. See these? You could win a few as well. Not as many, though, because, well, it was then that she gave me this judgmental look and sigh heavily, as if I was a burden. Well, you know, 
But if you wore makeup every morning and went to the hairdresser every week, there would be a pretty young lady there. Don't you think I'm pretty, Mom? I asked once, feeling too hurt to remain quiet at that time. You have the potential to be pretty, honey, she replied dismissively. I'll sign you on for some makeup classes. That will do you so much good. I was heartbroken, believe me. And it wasn't the first nor last time she said something like that to me. What's more, they forced me to take the makeup class and practice every day. Dad would look at me when I walked down the stairs and sighed, shrugging. I guess that's the best you are going to look today. Well, it's better than before. Yeah, that's a big load of BS right there. But what could I do about it? I did try to explain how much it hurt me when they talked that way, but they turned the tables on me as they always did. We are your parents, honey. We are only doing what's best for you, Dad would reply, and sometimes even hug me. Hugs and kisses were super weird in my house. They came once every blue moon. And then there was Tobias. Good Lord, Tobias was a nightmare. In my parents' eyes, he could do no wrong. They never even believed he could be lying. So if Tobias said something, it was immediately considered the truth. I think this turned my brother into a complete psychopath. Or maybe he was just born that way and my parents unwittingly pushed him even further into madness. He would go around the mansion destroying random stuff just because. Then he would blame it on a maid, who was promptly fired, or on me, and I got scolded. I never knew what fresh hell Tobias had planned for all those who worked for my parents and for me. And heavens forbid I ask a friend to stay over. He would stalk her mercilessly until she freaked out and left or confronted him and was told to leave. I decided it was not worth the effort. So I just went to my friends' homes if I wanted to hang out with them. It's incredible how normal those other houses seemed, even if they were so much smaller than my family's massive mansions. Mom would still pretend she was a beauty queen sometimes. Oh boy, that was insane. She dressed up in one of her tight contest dresses, which she still fit in, which was, in fact, kind of admirable. Then she'd put on a crown and walk elegantly around the house, waving and smiling like a Barbie doll. I had to clap at her when she walked by, or she'd get terribly grumpy after her little game was over. And my dad, oh, that man, he seemed to think I was not only ugly without proper makeup, but too dumb to handle finances at all. He had to approve every single purchase I made and refused to give me just the smallest allowance. I lived in luxury, yes, but my every purchase was analyzed, judged, and then delivered to me if deemed appropriate. I felt judged every step of the way, and it was eating away at my confidence. Though I lived in luxury, I would have rather spent my time in a tiny house without any incredible furniture and comforts, all to escape the chaos my family was. Because my mom and dad weren't just mean to me, they were mean to each other. Dad would tell mom that once upon a time she was beautiful, but, well, let me tell you his exact words. Look at you now, Agatha. You are a washout. If you weren't smart and could help me with my company, I'd find a new model in a second. And my mom, with her usual snark, would immediately snap back. Oh, that's okay, dear, because when you get too old to even go to work, I'll find myself a nice little toy boy and keep half of everything you own. Then they would laugh bitterly as if it was some sort of joke, when we all knew they were deadly serious. At 17, I simply couldn't take it any longer. Yes, I knew in a year I'd be free, but I couldn't wait that long, so I did something incredibly foolish. I never had any money on me, as I explained, but knew where the family's emergency fund was kept at our mansion. So one night while my parents and insane brother slept, 
I slipped into the safe. Oh yes, it wasn't just a tiny one. It was a big walk-in safe, big enough to be a room. I snuck it all inside a traveling bag. Well, not all, just the bills. Because there were also jewels, gold ingots, and other heavy stuff. I needed to travel light. I couldn't believe this is what my parents considered to be an emergency fund. What kind of emergency fund would require millions of dollars to be stuck inside the mansion in currencies, gold, and jewels? In the dead of the night, I escaped my home. I never wanted to go back. So I bought a one-way ticket to the furthest place from our town I could get that very night. It wouldn't be enough, but then I could take another bus, and another, until I was on the other side of the country and far from those insane folks. Now, my plan didn't work. It was never meant to work because I forgot an important factor. My dad's private security guards. They didn't just stand around the mansion's grounds as I have previously believed. They had many other tasks assigned to them. And apparently, dad wanted me back at once. It took them less than half a day to find me and drag me back home. My dad was furious. For a moment, I thought he truly did care and he was just worried about me. But I had no such luck. Do you know what he said to me? This would have ruined our family's reputation having a runaway daughter. Imagine what the neighbors will say, you ungrateful brat. I couldn't believe it. He wasn't worried about me and didn't even ask me why I had felt the need to escape their side. Instead, all he cared about was his reputation. Mom and dad locked me up in my room without any TV or cell phones allowed. The maids brought dinner and then removed the tray. I was locked up in a very pretty cell. I was going mad out there. And when I looked out the balcony, I saw two guards waiting there. Apparently, I had my personal shadows now. When I was allowed back to school, these guys followed me constantly. They didn't walk inside the classroom, but they were still waiting just outside the door in the hallway. If my life was hellish before, now it was a living nightmare. I told myself that in five more months, it would all be over. The second I turned 18, I'd leave for good. So I waited and waited and waited. On my 18th birthday, dad asked to talk to me. I met him in his massive study. He offered me a ridiculously massive amount of money if I stayed home for one more year and to fully pay my tuition once I went off to college. If I promised to talk nicely about them to others and come back home for dinner every Friday. He wanted to keep up appearances of the close-knit family. Well, screw that. No, dad. I will make my own way in life, I replied. And he looked shocked. I don't want your money. And with that, I left. The guards couldn't stop me that time. I've never felt freer. I'll admit that I did have to struggle to get a job and earn a scholarship, but it was all worth it. I've never been happier, and I haven't spoken to my family in three whole years. It really feels like heaven. Thank you for watching. What's the worst thing your family has ever done to you? Let us know in the comments. Don't forget to subscribe and check out other videos on the channel.